Welcome back to Are You Wearing Pants? where we check in via Zoom on personalities in the advertising and media world to find out how they're coping professionally and personally during the pandemic and the harsh long-term lockdowns we're all experiencing. As we record this podcast, much of New South Wales and Victoria are still in hard lockdown after many months. And news of Australia's tough lockdown rules are making headlines around the world. So how are we all coping working from home? How are we managing balancing family and work life? And how's our mental health doing? On this episode, we were lucky enough to get Craig Rucastle to take time out of his busy day to talk to us. Craig's relationship with the advertising world has been mainly about taking the piss out of it on his shows like The Chaser and The Checkout. These days, Craig is best known for his own shows, the massively successful War on Waste, and more recently, the ABC News quiz Win the Week, which we did all the music for. Craig tells us his experiences of trying to get a book, a play, a film and a TV show done during lockdown. Recording in progress. I'm on mute. Unmute myself. Can you hear me? Craig. Hello. Hey, guys. Let me just get this. uh... Is this the fourth podcast you've done today? No, not quite. Although it tells me my internet connection is unstable, which is a great Mm. reason. Well, you've you've probably got one of those internets made out of uh, sticks and feathers and (laughs) a bit of glue. I do, yeah. Fuck. Oh, shit. What's going on here? I'm trying to just fix the mic levels here. Gold. It's gold, mate. (laughs) This is definitely going in the podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, come on. It's all the fucking sound setup. That's what you guys do. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, we've started a couple part. with, I can't hear you. Oh, wait, I'm a, you're on mute. Oh, no, all that shit going on. Just trying to get it so that the uh, headphones aren't feeding back to you. So should I give you a, a bit of a rundown of what we're doing? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> if I can get the tech working, the rest is easy. So we wanted to check in with you because not only are, do people know you as a presenter, but you're also a writer and a director and a producer and an actor. And pretty much all of those things, as far as I know, have been going on in your world uh, this year. And it's been a busy year for you with a film, a play, a book, a TV show. It sounds like charades. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not all of them have gone ahead in the end. Well, that's what that's what we want to get to the bottom of. Uh, first of all, are you... Wearing pants. <laughs> are you wearing pants? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I am. I'm wearing... I'm, they're tracksuit pants, though. Yeah, of course. Uh, nice. So I guess that is in some way pandemic-inspired. Although I'm not exactly very sartorial at the best of times. <laughs> so you're obviously working from home. How has that been going? What what have you managed to pull off in that list of things that you're supposed to have been doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'm meant to be in a play right now at the Ensemble with Chris Taylor and Andrew Hansen, but that has been called off because of the pandemic. It's been completely canned? Yeah, well, certainly for the moment, yeah. Um so that's 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 a shame. How far along did you get? You would have been mid like production getting ready, wouldn't you? Like, and then the lockdown hit, did it? Or no, the, we didn't even start rehearsals for the play. So you know, the, the lockdown it was too far progressed. Yeah, so we didn't even go into rehearsals. So it was kind of cancelled before that because you know they realised we couldn't get bums on seats, which is you know really important for you know plays is something which has got a very limited you know they're very tight budget. They've kind of got to be 
close to capacity to really work. So it's not the kind of thing that you can go, oh, we can do socially distanced and we'll have five people in there. <laughs> it's a small theatre that you do the play in, isn't it? Yeah, it's a pretty yeah. small theatre to start and with. Yeah. I'd imagine there's no chance of socially distancing in that. What, what's the yeah. name of it? The Ensemble, That's, yes. Yeah. And, and the average age of the audience is 124, so <laughs> it also, you know... That's your target audience, is it? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that, that hasn't happened. But most of the other things have happened. I mean, the bizarre thing is that right now I have my first movie that I've directed in cinemas in some states that I can't even get to uh, and other states in total lockdown and people trying to watch it online and, you know, just saying, how do we actually see this? And it's just a very bizarre experience. And what's the film? The film is Big Deal Is Our Democracy For Sale, which is a featured doco. Christian Van Vuren, who a lot of people in your industry would know mm-hmm. from the Bondi Hipsters, is the host of it. And it's kind of a, a, a journey into money and politics and influence and all that kind of stuff. So you're director on this uh, film, are you? Yeah, I was the director of it, mm-hmm. yeah, and Christian is the presenter, so it's kind of following him. Uh, you know, he's you know, as he says, top. He's not a political expert, so it's kind of seeing it through his eyes. And you know, he talks to people like Sam Bastiari and Malcolm Turnbull and journalists and people who are screwed over by the system. And uh, yeah, that's uh, that's out there at the moment. Whereabouts can you see it if you're not in lockdown? If you want to see it and you're in non- not a lockdown state, if you go to makeitabigdeal.org, you can figure out the best way to see it depending on what level of lockdown you're in. Given you're a director on this occasion, what Christian was doing would be right in your wheelhouse talking to all those people. Did you find it hard to not run in front of him and, uh, no, no, this is how you do it? <laughs> um, no, not really, but it did. it's funny. You really appreciate, like, you know, when I do War and Ways to Fight for Planet A, I normally work with uh, director Jodie Boylan and I, I could see things from her perspective. Like I'm like, ah, oh, now, now I know why Jodie hates it when I do that. <laughs> <laughs> So if you're working from home, uh, at what point were you sort of locked down during the, the film production? Were you still editing? Well, it was affected by COVID. So we were pretty much about to pick up and start filming around March 2020. And of course, that's when COVID hit. And so we went into a period of rewriting and trying to figure out what we were going to be able to film. And it's one of the funny things about this. I don't know if you guys had this at all, but at that very first period of lockdown, it was like, because it was so novel and so overwhelming for us. Everyone's response was, hang on a second, you know, this whole documentary has got to be about COVID. You know, you've got to go back to the, scrap everything we've done so far and make it all about COVID and that's what we're going to have to do. And then we were kind of like, oh, I think we'd scrap everything. We, we, how about we put a bit of COVID in there to try and look at the aspect of it and how that interacts with money and politics. But, you know, let's not throw everything out that we've kind of prepped for for a year or two. And then come seven or eight months later when we've put some COVID stuff in and people start seeing it, they're like, oh, get all the COVID stuff out. I can't handle COVID. Oh, we're so sick of COVID. Yeah, they don't want to see it anymore. They've had enough of it. <laughs> so so it, was a, it, it, it added a bit to the journey of like putting it in, taking it out. But so we, we were quite lucky in a sense that in New South Wales, the lockdown opened up a bit and we managed to, for instance, get to Queensland and we filmed in Queensland and then we were literally in Queensland when they said, oh, shut the border to New South Wales. And so we kind of flew back and then couldn't get back in. But we'd got most of the stuff there. We did want to film in Tasmania, but we couldn't get there for the whole period. So there were, there were some stories that got in the way of. We were meant to be filming overseas as well. That obviously is not going to happen. So it was a lot of adapting on the run. Uh, but in some ways, it was, there were some good things. You know, we it meant we kind of would film a bit and then we'd get into the edit suite for a bit. 
and then kind of film again. So you could kind of know a bit what you had for the next step, mm. which helped a bit. So the film came together all right in the end through, I guess, the recent lockdown. You were able to finish it off. Uh, it, we finished it. Everything's a blur. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for most people. It's like January, February 2021. Like, so, yeah, we... We spent a lot of time, I spent a lot, the Philippa Rollins was the editor who's fantastic. She's done like Revelation and lots of other things. And we spent a lot of time either locked at her house or then, you know, in at Jungle Entertainment finishing it off. Well, that's the thing. We spoke to an editor the other day and he had to uh, take all his stuff home and has been cutting it home. And he actually said his world is is not hugely affected other than the fact that he really loves people coming into the studio and into the to the suite with him. Yeah. Um, but on the other things, you, you've also got a book and a, a TV show going on at the same time. Yeah, Win the Week. You're working from home. How is that going? Have You've got your family all at home with you? Yeah, yeah. Got, uh, we had my wife working from home extremely hectically and three kids doing school from home or two kids doing school from home. One's graduated school. So Three teenage but boys. How's that going? Three teenage boys, exactly. So that was <laughs> interesting, uh, particularly because in the first lockdown we didn't even have NBN because we're like the, one of the last places in Australia to get it. <laughs> so, And even with it, it's just like the battle over bandwidth is just constant. Are they gaming all the time or what are they doing? They are gaming. So, yeah, you generally have to say, look, I've got an important meeting. Uh, you can't game during this. Of course, by gaming, they're meant to be in class. <laughs> <laughs> I'm constantly wrestling with my son too to get him off the computer so I can do some work. So I understand yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, it is It is a constant battle. But look, I mean, overall, it hasn't been the worst. And to be honest, there's been a small part of me that has enjoyed being at home a lot more. Like I'm kind of, the years before I've been on the road a hell of a lot. You are away a lot, um, aren't you? And um, I would imagine that not going away all the time has been um, quite a, a shock to everybody in the family. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's been quite nice to just be around a bit more, to be honest. So, um, yeah, look, there's been pros and cons. There's been... A lot of disruption, but in most cases we've managed to pull things off. I mean, when the week went to air on the ABC and was pulled off air for two weeks when the kind of construction ban came in in New South Wales, I think the ABC was like, oh, you know, they're going to this level, do we need to stop this? So that was, uh, you know, less than ideal, but, you know, everyone is kind of adapting. Everyone is responding to changing circumstances. So, you you know, you, you can't get the shits with people too much. You've got to really just go, look, we're all battling to find the best way to make things work. Exactly. So the boys are coping through it all. If you look back at when the week it kicked off before COVID started, your TV show on, on the ABC, what happened? Did, did, it, did it stop production? How did it go from there? <laughs> It was like, it was, you know, it started with, we had like, we had some couple of pilots and um, we had full audience for that. And we had one show where we had audience and then we had no audience from then on. And then we got pulled off air for two weeks. And then we came back with even more restrictions, like full on COVID restrictions. Um, so yeah, it was, <laughs> it's, 
it's very interesting time in making TV. I mean, you got you guys made the music for it. We did. And I remember we could, you know, in the early days we could come over and listen to it with you. But then yeah, that's right. By the end of it, we wouldn't have even been able to do that. Like it's just, you know, <laughs> things were constantly changing. It was interesting watching it, yeah, because you did have, you had to lose the studio audience, did you? Or a lot of the yeah, studio audience? Yeah, no studio audience. So we literally, we had the writers who were kind of there anyway, sitting there. And then by the end, you couldn't even really have them because you had, you know, different, everyone had to be in different sectors in case somebody was had the disease, it wouldn't go throughout the whole production. So, yeah, it was it was. Not How does that change the dynamic of, of the show given, you know, there's lots of uh, sprightly repartee and funny bits? Um, <laughs> without anyone laughing, do you feel like you're still making the jokes? Well, well, it's interesting because that show has quite a lot of people on set. So there's like, there's three celebrities, there's three members of the public, punters, there's a host, and then you've got, a f- you know, if you have a few more people in, in the studio, it actually wasn't as bad as we expected. There were some pros and cons with it. Obviously, you don't have as loud laughter, but to be honest, sometimes I find studio shows, when I watch them, kind of laughs with the audience if they're too, you know, put too much in the mix. Hi, it's kind of quite confronting. So that wasn't too bad. The other positive thing was because you've got members of the public there on the panel, they were really great and they were kind of making jokes and being really involved. And I wonder whether they would have been less so had you had a full kind of 100, 120 audience sitting in front of them. So they would never have been in front of an audience like that. That would have been quite confronting for... Exactly. So there was an element where I was like, I wonder if this is actually playing in our favour a little bit because the punters have been able to be a bit more relaxed. It also meant where we had stop downs and that you don't feel quite the pressure of like an audience sitting there going, what the fuck are you doing? Why? Why? I've got to get back to my car. How long does it take to shoot an episode? Uh, it wasn't too long. It was kind of like about with stop downs and everything and, you know, getting started, probably about two hours max, depending. We kind of got it down to actually it was down to probably an hour and a half by the end. It depended whether you, you had kind of um, games that quite a lot of setup or not. But yeah, it wasn't too bad. The only problem with it is then you'd have to do overnight edit. So so I'd kind of I've kind of go from the studio to an overnight edit, which was a bit nightmarish. So when uh, sound engineers putting it all together, do you make sure he puts in some uh, really big laughs for all your jokes? Yeah, no, no, well, this is the thing. We actually like the predominant message I will give to a sound engineer is, you know, is that real laugh? Because take it out. And often I'd go, can you take that out? That's too fake. And they go, that's real. I'll go, oh, <laughs> It was funny. <laughs> yeah. So it's, um yeah, I, I was generally giving the opposite instruction. So the TV show saw out its season, did it? No. Well, it, well we ended up doing, we would have done eight episodes. We did six. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of a very... Uh, <laughs> truncated run in a sense but look we got a sense of we learned a lot from doing that anyway so you know hopefully we can put that into play in another season with you know audience with open borders i mean one of the other constraints of it was you know we'd got all these punters we were going to use suddenly they lock down lgas and you can't get those people Mm. you know like our, our wonderful casting person pauline had been out to Parramatta getting all these great people and then a lot of them ended up being in lockdown zones mm. we couldn't get you know comedians who had done early runs with us who were based in melbourne and who knew the show we really want to use we couldn't get them the person that ran our games engine was initially in queensland he got shut in there couldn't come down so we trained one of our staff members to do it then who's the one person that lives in one of the lgas of concern and can't get out that guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! So yeah, it was. It was. It was, it was it and were they cutting the show remotely, or was that still going on at the? No, well, we, that was. It was 
kind of it's an online edit at the ABC. But even that, at one point, you're like, well, are we going to be able to do that? So yeah, it was a, it, <laughs> it was every day was kind of a like, all right, what's the new thing we have to adapt to today? Crazy. So one thing that wouldn't be as affected by the lockdowns is writing a book. So no, he's really plugging away today, isn't he? <laughs> How's that going? I wrote it last year. Oh, okay. To be honest, it would it wouldn't have happened without the lockdown. Ah. I think had I been traveling around in the normal way, I never would have finished it. So it was a kind of, it was Fight for Planet A. It was a kind of book off the back of the the uh, documentary series. And yeah, look, it wouldn't have happened had I not been locked up. Yeah, we'll give you that opportunity to just, you know, have some quiet time and get into it, wouldn't it? Yeah. And I think it was also just partly that kind of early lockdown thing, lots of jobs are falling over and you're panicking a bit, going, oh, shit, better make sure I finish this and do this. So, look, it, uh, it actually probably helped a little bit there. So your main job would be writing. Uh, my brother's a writer and I've spoken to him through the lockdowns that he's had in the UK and, and actually he said he's been totally fine because he basically goes up to his room and writes all day and it uh, hasn't affected him too much. Is that the same for you? Have you found... Well, yes, I'm a writer in the sense that, you know, you're writing a movie or a documentary or a book or that, but... But for most of the things I'm writing, it's the first step and then we're trying to film it and then we're trying to edit it and then we're trying to do it. So the filming part is the part that's been affected and that's been a lot harder. So, yeah, the writing's kind of fine from home and, you know, we had researchers on the documentary that we were never in the same room together. We basically Zoomed each day and, you know, used Slack and that kind of thing to keep in contact but didn't actually ever meet face-to-face over the process of doing it. So, yeah. Look, a lot of things weren't affected, but a lot, you know, a lot of things were as well. And for the team around you on all these various projects, how were they all coping? Because one of the things that we've found talking to people is if the geography at home is correct, they can get on with their day. But other people, whether they're a single mum or they're living in a flat share or whatever, it's a lot more difficult to get through things. Is there anyone on your team that sort of was suffering and going, I just can't do this? We didn't have too much problem with that. But, yeah, I mean, we all definitely had to take into consideration, you know, there was the kids coming into the room and the dogs coming in and, you know, I can't do that time because of kids and that. But, yeah, I think it's fine to have that kind of flexibility as long as people are getting the work done, really. So, look, it it wasn't a massive problem, but... um, yeah, again, I guess in New South Wales, we weren't in lockdown quite as long as maybe Victoria was. I think it was probably a, a different scenario there. Yeah. Oh, there's definitely been some mental health issues around the country. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, yeah. Um, so what about looking forward? Hopefully we'll be getting out of this uh, current lockdown uh, in a few weeks. What's on the cards for you coming up? Um, just kind of developing a few different things at the moment. And in in the kind of writing development stage on a couple of projects at the moment, which is kind of good. It's actually nicely timed, actually, uh, in terms of, you know, lockdowns. So, so you're supposed not, to be out there promoting the film, for, for well, instance? Well, I'm actually doing a lot from home. Oh, so, okay. like, I'm doing kind of, you know, heaps of different forums and we have these viewing sessions where people come and, you know, like groups will come together and watch it online and then you have these discussions afterwards and, uh, yeah, it's actually been quite good in that sense. Things like different voices of groups are getting together or different democracy groups or different kind of community groups are watching it. So there's that happening. So there is a little bit of communication and doing that. 
um, but again, from the from the bedroom rather than the cinema. Mm. <laughs> so, twenty twenty two is probably going to be as busy for you again, is oh, it? It's hard to know in this industry, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. I think we've we've tried to sort of gauge what's going on, um, certainly in the advertising world, which um, we predominantly work in. Uh, they're saying that you know it's probably going to be a bumper year because advertising hasn't necessarily been that that affected, uh, unlike you know hairdressers or gyms or whatever. Uh, advertising is carried on, um, and the jobs that have been put on ice uh, will probably go ahead. So on the whole, we're hoping for a uh, a pickup in work. Uh, you know. Yeah. Look, I mean, TV hasn't really been affected. I mean, you know. Lots of TV shows continued recording in Victoria in the height of the pandemic there. It's been largely continued. And as a matter of fact, there's been, you know, we had even, there were times here where it was really hard to get staff because we were more open than the rest of the world was and American shows are coming here to make shows That's and true. taking a lot of the staff and there was movies being made here. So, yeah, in terms of entertainment, it's kind of dropped off a little bit now because the kind of, actual lockdown in New South Wales has hit a bit. But, yeah, generally speaking, making content and making TV and movies has actually kind of been on the increase really or, or at least been pretty stable. So you've done a film, a play, a book, a TV show. Is there going to be a musical? <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't do the play, so, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, who knows what's it? Dancing's next. So what do you do when uh, you're at home just to sort of keep yourself not going crazy in the lockdown? Um, you know, have you got any projects you've got at home? you renoing? Are you baking? <laughs> There's a lot of things around the house that I should be doing and, and I've done some of them. But it is interesting, you, you kind of go, you know, I always said, oh, when I get some time at home, I'll finally fix that thing. <laughs> and so, <laughs> oh, no, it turns out I won't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, look, and I haven't become a mad baker either. So I, it's actually been quite nice. I've, I've been able to watch a bit more stuff. I actually generally rarely get to watch any kind of TV or film. So I've been out trying to catch up a little bit on that and, you know, just a bit of more reading and uh, look, hypothetically doing a bit more exercise. Well, I was going to ask you about that. Before lockdown, you were a member of the gym around the corner. What's the thing that they do? It's called? F45. You, I did you, that briefly, you, yes. you were doing that quite uh, religiously, weren't you? I don't know about religiously. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if I was religious, I was slightly more towards lapsed Catholic. Um <laughs> But, you know, I was doing it occasionally. <laughs> it is quite hard to keep it up. And uh, I've certainly had moments during lockdown where I've probably erred more on the side of drinking too much rather than exercising too much. I think we've all done a bit of that. There's a fair few lockdown bods that have turned up over the last couple of months. And, uh, yeah, Dan and I have uh, certainly fallen into that category. <laughs> well, I think when the lockdown hit, this time I sort of resorted back to the baking and the problem there is if you bake either a cake or bread or whatever, then you eat it. Yes. And um, hot hot bread and hot cakes, they're delicious. <laughs> um, so we stopped that and um, both Nick and I are, are actually trying to lose a bit of weight so that we can uh, come out of this lockdown with a bikini body. Yeah, hot, <laughs> hot. Yeah, is that why you're asking people are you wearing pants? <laughs> Got a long way to go though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's actually, it's, it's ironic. It's like you kind of like felt like, oh, it's so long till the end of this. And now you're going, <laughs> oh, what? It's going to be like mid-October. You're just going, look, Gladys, maybe we should wait for 80% rather than 70% until yeah. we open up because just haven't got the bikini body ready yet. That's right. Well, I think for some people, lockdown has been actually quite an interesting time because I feel if I can't do something 
it's locked down a whole lot of things that I probably shouldn't have been doing anyway, which, for instance, might be going out and just wandering shopping or something when I don't really need to buy anything. And it stopped me from feeling bad about going out and doing something. So it's an interesting time, and I just hope we can all come out of this having learnt something. Yeah, and I think, look, it's it's different. every person's in different scenarios, you know, a lot of people have been massively affected by this and huge mental health issues and all of that. Some people have kind of thrived in it. So, look, it's, I don't think it's kind of like it's a shared experience, but we're all not really all sharing the exact same experience. There's a lot of difference to it. I definitely think, uh, particularly for my teenagers, I think it's a particularly challenging time for them to be locked down. So I hope that we are coming out of this. Exactly. I think uh, the teenagers and the the younger generation are probably feeling it most because they should definitely be out there having fun. I I don't really do much these days, so it's okay. Uh, but listen, Craig, it's been great to catch up with you and thanks for sharing your story with us and letting us know that uh, you're fit and well and um, keeping busy, which is what we all want to know. Yeah, thanks, Dan. Nick, I don't know about fit and well. <laughs> I'm well, yeah. Well, uh, hopefully mentally fit. So, listen, good luck with everything um, as as we come out of lockdown and hopefully all your projects coming up next year will uh, we'll get going and... Um, maybe that play will come alive. The play's kind of booked so far ahead that we'd have to put it in 2023, which right now seems like a long way to be thinking ahead. <laughs> OK, Craig, listen, we'll let you get on with your day, but thank you very you much guys. for joining us on Are You Wearing Pants? Yeah, thanks, mate. Thanks, guys. If you've got an interesting or funny lockdown story you'd like to share with us, we'd love to hear from you and get you on the podcast. Get in touch at contact at smithandwestern.com.au. 